Welcome to the Holonic Podcast. This is the 10th episode. And today we're going to be dealing with how our generation might be interfacing with the heavier elements of the social changes that we see and maybe some of the social changes that we hope to move into to help mitigate some of the damage being done to the minds, hearts, spirits of younger people. To start with, I'm going to segue, and it is connected to a degree, it's about some of the work that I've been doing, and I'm going to make a shout out to people that are interested. I have a very small group of people that listen to this, I think, but nevertheless, if there are any artists, any kind of visual artists, um, graphic artists, these sorts of things, or musicians, uh, particularly non-vocal musicians, but but maybe vocal musicians too, that are interested in doing some backdrops to a documentary that I've been working on. Uh, I'm not that far into it yet, so there's a lot of room to you know negotiate how this stuff might look and and fit into it all. And you could play as big or little little role in it as you'd like, pretty much. But it's to do with this kind of federated panarchy work that I've been generating because I think that this is very, very crucial at this time to dig into different no- negotiations on how we can functionally build a better social system. Uh, and what I mean by that is in this context, a mostly non-governmental system, but it does have organizing principles that are uh, very big in scope in some respect. But you know, in, in essence, it's stuff that I've talked about in the that one episode on the Federated Panarchy, but there's a lot more data that I'm digging into in this, kind of particularizing it, kind of trying to give examples of how this might look and work. And I think it could be a lot of fun, this documentary. I want to make it bright and visual and auditorily stimulating and all that sort of thing. And so, again, I think, you know, never this stuff may never reach hardly anyone, but the idea is that... I'm going to try to generate as most, you know, the most authentic, um, comprehensive, beautiful kind of work that I can do, and it'll either fly or not. I'm, I, I don't really like to either uh, do much kind of, um, uh, what's the word for it? I can't think of it right now, but getting, you know, trying to get it out there. Uh, I can't even think of the word. This is terrible. My God. But it's, uh, you know, you know, spinning your work so that people will listen to it and whatnot. My my take has always been people will either pick it up or they won't, and that hasn't been very successful in the past, but that's the way I've done it. So hopefully this will generate some more interest. Anyways, uh, so there's that. So to the musicians and to the visual and graphic artists out there, connect with me and we can maybe work together. It would be wonderful. Um, so the focus of this podcast today is going to be looking particularly at one example of a film that's coming up shortly this year and how sort of Jonathan Swiftian it is for our time and you know I think the darkness that it shows to some degree in our culture in a fairly real way and hopefully I'll I'll provide some ideas on how we can get out of it at the end of it and then there's the side aspect of it is that if it doesn't go this way, then I'll provide you some ideas on how to maybe mitigate it in the future. Um, okay, so there's a movie coming out this year called Joker. And it's 
before the Joker of Batman goes dark in some sense. And Joaquin Phoenix is in it. It's a really neat uh, uh, preview if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, the start of it's like, smile if your heart is... And, you know, so it's like, it presents this idea of, you know, trying to stay positive in life, right? Be positive. It's kind of that green atmosphere of, you know, smile even though things are heavy, right? Just keep smiling and everything will get better. But in this sense, uh, the Joker's life doesn't, Joaquin's life doesn't get better. It gets worse. People start, he is in this, you know, trying to live that up to its fullest in some sense. He's stepping into the suit of green and being as fully green as possible by being a clown in some ways. The idea of a clown is generally to bring happiness and joy to those around you, right? But his life has been ter terrifying in some sense, it seems like. People have beaten him up for being who he is and trying to make people happy. And it's driven him mad in some sense. His laughter is a laughter that becomes insanity in a certain sense because he's been trying to help people make people's life warm and pleasant and beautiful. And, you know, sometimes I feel this way, right? And I think you probably do too if you're trying to make change that is different in the world. It's just it feels futile and it feels hopeless at times, right? And so this is the thing. Like he, he even had a harder go of it than most, I think. It seems there are the movies presenting it that way, right? And so he, he goes into this kind of fit of craziness because of the pain that he's undergoing with the social surroundings of people not accepting him for who he is and trying to help people. And it gets worse, and he goes, he goes ludicrously bad, you know, in a certain sense, flips 180 degrees from, you know, this positive-go-lucky person to, you know, a killer, I guess, in this, in this sense. And hopefully we never have to go anywhere close to that. But I'm going to suggest that, you know, really trying to be change agents is, is a very challenging road if you've been on it for a while, because there is so much friction in the world and the the further you kind of go the more friction you feel ken talks about this a little bit you know it's the sense of like there's a center of gravity in cultures and the further you go away from that center of gravity the more friction you feel and that friction can get very real believe me in certain extremes so there's that and that's just a thing to keep in mind it doesn't mean don't do it I, I don't think we need it in fact but it's it's it, there's there's a desperate need for change and so those avenues for which you can make maximal change you know those are the things that, that are beautiful because it's like oh here's a slipstream for which we can actually do something useful right now because it'll make everybody's life profoundly easier and those might open up more if there is social change to a degree to which this is made possible and that's what this uh, federated panarchy is betting on whether or not it actually be implemented it's saying okay if there is a social opening at some point in the future you know, people will be desiring things that are actually functional, that are better than this system, and they will, they need to be whole system changes. Like, if you think about it deeply, there's a sense in which, you know, the, the system that we live in is so radically interconnected. There's so many parts, police, uh, healthcare, finance, government, and governments as many of these things. The corporations, they're all deeply in many, many more systems interconnected so you have to have a system that can touch 
many, if not all, of those branches simultaneously in some functional sense and deal with the changes of all those things in a simultaneous manner so that there's a smoothness of transition, ideally at least, right? Otherwise, chaos emerges, and I don't know if there's a way around no chaos in this context, but hopefully we can minimize it. So, you know, in that sense, these things are important. Even though it might seem like there's very little change on the horizon, this stuff tends to happen pretty quickly, I think, historically, if you look at it, you know, it reaches a boiling point, and then, like, we need something now, right now, and those people that have been working on it for a while are called upon to actually help surf the change into existence, hopefully, if it's fun, right? Ideally, and that's not always the case, but... Okay, so, anyways, going back to the movie, <clears throat> the sense of alienation because of these systems that we're living in is growing, and, you know, you could see the planet, in a certain sense, as a kind of Gotham, where the sixth system, green, has started to deteriorate and it's starting to break down and there's people paying for something new, there's especially youngsters. Adults are more okay because they've got their house. You know, when I'm speaking adults, more, you know, middle-aged folks. They have their house, they have their nice car, they have enough to live on to probably retire and these sorts of things, at least in this context, and that doesn't mean it's going to carry forward. So even they have to be thinking about these things because there's a lot of change on the horizon, just exponential change if you think technologically and so forth. So even that isn't stable, but a lot of people don't want to think about it because it's easier not to, to, right? So there's that. But younger people are having a desperate time, especially as things are starting to automate, in my opinion. There's some people that would disagree with this, but as things are starting to automate, it's even getting harder and harder to get into the workforce. Dis that's not even accounting for the fact that you know, our, our power of our dollar is it's dissipating radically. So the ability to purchase a house is like, much harder now than it was in the 1970s. You know, 1970s, and this is just an, an, an example, you could pretty much uh, work for a summer at McDonald's or something like this and pay for your whole uni university and housing. Now that's not even close. It's like 30%, 20% maybe of the amount of payment that you could actually get to to uh, towards your university for that year so it's a painful thing for young people and I I was kind of lucky I was on the edge I still had some trouble but you know compared to some people it's it you know these like younger 18 year olds it's really getting hard 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 and they don't even have their parents are starting to hurt because they're generation X and they didn't have the baby boomers success and so a lot of them can't help them even with you know university at all so there's that too um, okay, so I can sense in the world this malaise for younger people, and my worry is hopefully not the extremes of something like the Joker, but, you know, the kind of rebel nature of that is almost built in now to young people. It's like, I have to fight the norm to survive in a fairly real way, and that's like basic beige purple stuff. It's like, this is survival orientation, right? My God how far we have fallen in some sense. And, you know, I mean, that's extreme. It's not quite there. <laughs> I'm pushing it, honestly. But, you know, uh, a lot of people really are on food stamps and stuff. And it's like huge numbers. And, you know, it's, it's okay living, I guess, because there's a social safety net. But there's always this precariousness of, like, trusting a government that's in such massive debt and, like, doing horrendous things. You're relying on that. It's painful, right? Um, 
ideally we have a sense of autonomy in our life where we kind of like there's enough independence in finance that's like the fifth system the orange system that we don't need to rely on anybody to to live that doesn't happen for everybody especially in this this system so it's like until we get that straight where the majority of people it's like not even there anymore like it should be a vast vast majority of people are like kind of independently capable in their finances it's it's like a a very precarious thing in my opinion like uh, Stefan Molyneux, I'm getting a little off topic, but not that much. Stefan Molyneux, who's a famous kind of more conservative type thinker, uh, philosopher on YouTube, he, he talks about this idea. It's really an apt kind of idea. It's, it's that, you know, if you had to pull a wagon from Calgary to Edmonton and you had 100 people to pull that wagon and it's just random sampling of society, you know, families and everything, about 20 to 25 would be in the wagon, right? So it's a fairly heavy wagon for 75 people, able-bodied people, to pull. Okay, that's a really healthy society where everybody's sort of super capable doing maximal output of productivity. And this is very orange stuff. This is exclusively orange, pretty much. I'm not talking about green, blue. And, you know, I'm just saying we need to kind of meet the orange standards to some degree to make things work. And I'll functionally fit this in later. Like with automation, it changes things. But nevertheless, let's just say that there's that. So you have 75 people pulling the wagon. It's not that hard. It's not that easy. It's kind of doable. Uh, and then, you know, uh, this stuff gets subsidized or government takes over and some of those people are like oh, well it's easier in the wagon they, they give me food in there and I really don't have to do any pulling so I'm going to go hang out in there I won't get any respect but I don't have to work so I'm going to hang out in there so then you get 5 or 10 people dropping off doing that and they kind of working the system I guess is what you would say uh, this makes it incredibly harder for, for the pulling. In fact, it's like now kind of gruesome to pull it. And 35 people in the wagon, 65 people pulling it. And now people are like, well, I could do it before and I felt respectable. But now it's so heavy that I would rather be unrespectable. So another 10 people drop off. And there's like 55 left. And they're they're having to stop like every 10 minutes now whereas before they could go for an hour or two hours pulling and then stop for a long break they're only a three quarters there before a new system arrives so it's like okay so this is kind of just metaphor but uh so 55 people are pulling 45 people it's it's pretty much unbearable and people are now feeling like unhealthy like getting blisters and and you know, bad sicknesses because of the overworked nature and this sort of thing. And you could say that this is kind of where our system is right now. It's like, you know, 55 people pulling the wagon, 45 people on the wagon. And, you know, that, that would be fine in an automated system. In fact, we'd want that sort of thing in some sense where people get a lot more leisure time. But that the system hasn't adjusted yet to make that kind of work. And it's a painful thing for those people still pulling it. Uh, I think I think you could ask a lot of people in corporate worlds and stuff that it's just we're, we're behind the eight ball this stuff should probably be on its way but it's it's behind the eight ball so it's like this need this there's a need here we need to make these things adjusted 
otherwise those people pulling the wagon will become joker-like you know they'll have resentment built up built and sort of natural resentment against those people hanging in the wagon it's like you guys are brutalizing me for for doing this uh, for me having to do this and I don't like you anymore for for what you've done and I might even do something terrible to, you know that I'm not saying I'm just trying to present you with the feelings that that emerge in a culture that's starting to you know bifurcate disintegrate and these sorts of things and this isn't even talking about the deeper realms of things like you know I won't even get into it but I'm just just know that I'm talking kind of surface level with this stuff but uh, so again what I I wanted to present this primarily for is to, to put in you a sense of urgency that this this radical system overhaul is really really sort of a necessary thing very quickly or else chaos is probably on the menu at a pretty large scale in my humble opinion uh, you know this comes towards you know basic income automation uh, radical technological exponential change breakaway uh, civilization stuff you know and that's that's a little bit controversial and stuff needs to be talked about there at some point maybe and I don't really want to talk about it but there's that stuff too on the table there's deteriorating health at a massive scale both pharmaceutically and you know there's there's so many vitalistically mass species extinction all these different things are interpenetrating in the necessity to build adaptive systems immediately essentially and uh, you know this urgency is not something that again is taken up by the boomers or even the generation X people this stuff is resting firmly on the shoulders of Millennials uh, and below pretty much like it's it's like the young people have to take up the ball here or else nothing's gonna happen and things are just gonna disintegrate for you and me and people around us very quickly so this is my contention um, if things go bad then covert action from the sense of not doing anything bad but being covered being hidden doing things from the standpoint of uh, mimetically hiding yourself is a methodology for which you can ninja enact things and I say that with the sense of like if things go street you know you need to understand how street works right and I think you can still be sophisticated in that and and do good work healthy work helpful work on the whole but you need to be covert about it and I'm just saying there's some people that are really good at it and some people that aren't so you can scout those out but you know there's that sense of anonymity and I'm not saying you know Q or this sort of thing exactly but some of that stuff there's certain kinds of uh, methodologies in there that you can pull from it whether or not and I'm not a big fan of Q anymore like I, I looked into him and I was very interested especially in the methodologies but there's stuff that you can pull out about the the the, the street wisdom and stuff and the anonymity and these sorts of things that are useful so I wanted to throw that in just as an aside because I think it, you know if things get heavy that's that's an important thing to know I think so there's that so to tie it all together I guess to keep this a little bit short is you know to avoid um, things deteriorating we need smart minds hopefully like you to step up and build better systems especially in my opinion finance government practical things taking integral data 
and applying it to practical aspects of existence and then together hopefully you and I or others can merge that work into a synthesis and co-create something a lot better peace